From grain to glass, this show is dedicated to helping you make the best beer possible. So strap in and hold on to your mash tons. We're Homebrew Bound. Welcome to Homebrew Bound. I'm Casey. And I'm Eric, filling in for Miles. And this is the best beer show on the internet. According to our mothers, and I'm not saying mommies. (laughs) Yeah, uh, Miles is sick this week, and he was uh, unavailable last week because of somebody's bachelor party or something. I'm not really sure what happened there. I don't know what the fuck that's all about. (laughs) Yeah, uh, we had an awesome time uh, in Decora. Yes, we that should, was We should touch excellent. on that just a little bit. Um, sure. We hit Toppling Goliath. Yep. Uh, what were your thoughts? Is, well, I've been there three times in two months, so um, <laughs> it's as good as always. I thought Pompeii was excellent, and um, I actually think the beer that I drink there is better than anything I can buy in the store, unless it's brewed by Mike. Uh, with that said... Uh, yeah, it was really, really low-key in toppling. I was a little disappointed in the tap list, but, um, whatever. And it was all solid beers. There wasn't, like, a a clunker on the. I mean, there's just nothing like, oh, my God, this is amazing. Yeah, I mean, everything was great, just nothing, like, you know, too exciting. But, uh, yeah, we, we, uh, went there, we went for a nice hike, and then hit some barbecue at Old Armory, which is phenomenal. Yeah, oh man, I ate like a goddamn king for 20 bucks. (laughs) Our parents, or my parents went there uh, last weekend and grabbed me some of the new double IPA from Toppling. Oh, what's the... Uh, It's called Hop Smack. It typically is like a Simcoe and or I don't know the other hops. Does this one have a heroin needle on the... (laughs) (laughs) No, but apparently it's, uh, they use Citra and other varietals this year and it's really, really King Sue-esque. So it actually just hit Nova today. So oh, okay. Go up and get a bottle. It'll be a good time for Sunday. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Well, we have a we have a beer that I keep meaning to try, and it's it's getting to the edge where I have to try it because it's a double IPA, and I don't ah. remember what it is. So we have to ah. do that this weekend. Sounds good. Um, we were going to do it last weekend, but we had the beer from uh, Red Wing Brewery. Yeah, which I hear is good things. Yes, I'll talk about where, that. Where in else did we go? We went uh, to, we went to Pulpit. Yeah, they're a new uh, brewery that was started up uh, shortly after uh, Mike had had his snafu with Toppling, and a couple de- uh, brewers departed to start a new brewery in Decora, right down the street. A and block and a half, two blocks away. Awesome. It was. <laughs> the space is awesome. The session IPA is delicious. Um, fuck those bees, though. They ruined it for me. You know what? You you and Miles both have a thing for bees. I've been stung four times this year, okay? I got stung by a wasp once. I was not happy about it, and it was on my birthday. But other than I'm that... I'm actually drinking home, bro. What are you drinking? Um, this is a American stout that my friend Barry, who you don't know, um, and his buddy Joel and I made one night. It was a base stout that they wanted to dial in. Um, and eventually imperialize. It's 6.8% alcohol by volume. I can get you the recipe later. I have a bottle we can drink on Sunday, but um, it's really, really good. Awesome. I'm like, I'm pretty impressed. I, I reached for it on the first fall night versus buying 1050 from Oscar Blues. <laughs> so, yeah. 
Very cool. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, pul- Pulpit Rock, uh, my favorite thing about that was the Session IPA. Oh, my God, Easy Lover. Oh, yeah, man. Dude, it was just creamy mouthfeel. It reminded me a lot of those New, Eng- uh, those New England IPAs I've been drinking lately, the Treehouse and the Trillium, and it was soft on the bitterness, huge on the juice. It was, was balanced. Oh. Yeah, it was a banger. It, it was probably one of the best beers of that, like, style that we had that weekend oh yeah absolutely um i would have said one of the best beers of the weekend but that bottle share got a little ridiculous which night uh but friday well, and saturday yeah both of them don't but, really remember a whole lot of friday i remember pretty much everything i didn't untap most of it because there was no service and if i'm not I think doing I it, hit it moment, all I, so go feel free nah i i if i forget i forget i'm done mm. move on with my day fair but, enough uh but yeah no we my my paltry contribution was a bottle of uh, New Glarus Anniversary, which... Oh, that was so good. That was amazing. I'm sad that I don't have another bottle. I just saved that one on a whim, too. We tried it on the show and didn't care for it. And that was, like, I don't know, a couple years ago? I think that was year one of the show. Yeah, it's been out, what, two, three years now? Yeah. Yeah. That, that's a spectacular brew. Probably three years, yeah. I remember drinking it when I lived in North Minneapolis and buying, like, four... Yeah, so. so that one aged really well, and then there was just so much other stuff that. Can't so even... we opened up Barrel Age, Speedway, Dark Lord. Uh, we had what the the barley wine showed on on Friday night: Steel Toe Lunker, Bourbon County Barley Wine, and what's the other one we opened? Uh, uh, Sukaba from Firestone Walker. Yeah, and believe it or not, the St. Louis Park beer one. That kind really? of I like Sukaba. I did too. It's more balanced, but yeah, that's an argument where we can dive right into GABF. Yes, uh, I want to. I want to touch on Red Wing just one second oh, yeah, before yeah. we do, do that so. because I didn't get it. Well, we went uh, the last week uh, yep. on Wednesday. We went down to the brewery and we met with uh, Scott and Norm, the owners slash brewers there, and they are two of the nicest guys you'll ever meet. If you're in the, uh, I guess, in the Twin Cities area, make the trek down. It's a bit of a hike. How far um, is it? Um, from River Falls, it's about 35 minutes. So about 50 for me. Yeah, well, I mean, you can go through Hastings. Here, I'm Googling it as I speak. Carry on. Um, but anyway, so we sat down. We talked about their historical beers because that's a big thing that they do. They have a uh, a recipe that's like 120 years old that they found in the back of a library. And it's like some old papers, and they had to translate it from German. Yeah, wow. Which, which they thought, like, which was really cool. And so they approximated it. Like, they did a whole thing where they tried to find the closest malts that they could find, the closest hops that they could find. and Is it a Pilsner? Uh, no, it's not. Uh, it's, ah, man, I guess the closest thing I could say is an English bitter, like real, real malty. It's a six and a half percent beer. Like it's a big beer for, you know, especially for that time period. That That's interesting. Yeah. Uh, especially, you know, from German descendants, mm-hmm. bitter, bitter really was never their thing. Yeah. So that's cool. It was it was very cool, and then uh, Norm was brewing that day. They were brewing their Christmas ale, and so uh, he's like, "Oh, you guys should come into the brewery for a bit." So we got to go into the brewery and kind of monkey around while he was, uh, you know, doing his thing. Sweet. 
So yeah, that's that got to be cool to see a commercial Brute live. That was that was the first time I've ever actually like been that close to a commercial Brute and it was it was really cool. I was looking at all the stainless and I mean, it's only a like a 7 barrel system, but still it's, you know, it's a big system. 10 barrel? Uh no, 7. 7. seven. Did you freeze? Did I freeze? I think you froze. Oh no. You didn't freeze. Technical difficulties. What? Oh, no, I didn't freeze. Uh, oh, okay. My video did turn off. That's weird. Ah! Can you hear me still? Eric? I don't see you. Wait, Hello? Can, can there you... he is. Okay. You got so, me? What happened there? Yeah. All right. Hang on. All right. My video's back. Your video's back. I think yeah. we're okay. That was weird. Yeah, you froze up and you looked like you were about to say 10. I don't oh, know. I don't know. Oh, uh, no, it was a seven-barrel system. That's what yeah. we were talking about before the technical difficulties happened. But, yeah, no, so it was a lot of fun. Uh, the video should be coming out later this week, um, cool. early next week. The uh, audio uh, interview with Scott is out now if you listen to uh, episode 133 of the Department of Defense. Sweet. Will do. All right. So let's talk about our discussion topic today. Um, which is GABF and like big beer fest, like big nationwide beer festivals in general. Not like this- AKA the Great American Beer Festival with fifty thousand people, mm-hmm. seven hundred breweries, over seven hundred breweries. Okay, and that, that right, was- and that was two thousand fourteen. Yeah, and, and I they don't- have over a hundred judges that fly in from all over the country to judge uh, commercially brewed beers. And uh, there's 92 stylistic categories, which crazy. is insane. It's absolutely insane. Um, the there's G- inherently an, an initial real issue I have with it. Okay. Um, and it's always something I've always had about beer festivals in general. Anything with ratings, and even even you know even untapped YouTube, mm-hmm. whatever. Um, what are you? What are your judging criteria? Okay, so your judging criteria is strictly. Uh, What's it? What's the guidelines? What are those called? Uh, the BJCP. There we go. So it's 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 uh, who brewed the best beer to style, not who brewed the best beer. That's my biggest problem with the whole festival. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, a lot of good beers don't fit into styles, which is where like best of show and stuff like that comes into play. But sure. that's not necessarily something that you want. Um, right. And I mean, I think brewers now know that they try to uh, they try to send uh, send stylistically appropriate beers to right. GABF and these other festivals. Right. Well, some breweries like clearly don't give a fuck. Yeah. And they bring whatever they want, and that's great. And you know what? Hats off to them. Keep doing what you do, because yeah. uh, they were awarded and actually did not win an award for this beer. But a lot of uh, actual beat writers who go to many beer festivals awarded Todd the Axeman the best IPA there. Which... See, and I'm not the biggest fan of Todd the Axeman. Yeah. Uh, you know, after having it a lot more, I can see where people don't like it. It can it, it falls off real quickly. Super fresh. It's great. Okay. Off the teat. But uh, if you get it in cans a couple weeks later, it starts it to get off. a little bready and a little boozy. And yeah. I'm, I'm just looking at uh, the winning beer list of 92 different styles. I should bring that up. I think I sent it to you. Yep, you did. Um, and Todd Haug, the head brewer of Surly, was actually quoted the other day um, on saying, just because I haven't heard of a beer doesn't mean it's um, bad. Yep. yep. And when I look at this list, I know maybe 10. 
Maybe. Yeah, there's a lot of... And one of them is Coors Banquet. <laughs> Coors Banquet's on here? Yeah. I suppose uh, the winner of the uh, American Light Lager category? Uh, they won the American-style Light Lager, yep. Okay. Well, but then I just look at it, and it's just like, who? Well, and part of that is, with there's so many breweries now. 4,000. Yeah, and... You get, I mean, even when you're looking at GABF, where you're looking at seven, eight hundred different breweries, that is a shit ton of beer. Yeah. Like, just so much beer. Right. And so many different breweries. I don't know if I could name 700 breweries off the top of my head that I've had. Well, I probably could. But. Yeah, it'd take a while. It'd take a while. But it's just, there. there's so many out there. There's no way that you can have all of them. And a lot of them are very local. Right. And so I I get like why uh, like these national competitions are kind of important for the brewery, but I don't know right. if they are. It's a it's a uh, it, it gets age old question where it's just like at what point do you, um, kind of just like feed so much off of these ratings? Like how many times do you go to a liquor store and you you're starting to see beer advocate rating slips? Oh yeah. Well, there are a lot of these other breweries who, you know, win these awards, say, oh, GABF, gold gold medal winner or bronze medal winner, and people know it. Yeah, well, and from a marketing standpoint, it makes sense. Mm-hmm. But from a beer drinker standpoint, um, I, I tend to gravitate more towards drinking beer that's made around where I am. Right. Regardless of, you drink know. Drink local. You drink local. Yep. And these big these big national uh, competitions, they're good for breweries that want to distribute nationally. Sure. But I feel like the more brewers I talk to, uh, it seems more and more they want to stay small. Nobody really is gunning to become the next Surly, the next Lagunitas, the next... Firestone. Firestone. Well, but, and look at Lagunitas selling out, and look at... Um, Firestone Walker selling part of their their rights away, and it, it's it's moving into that era, and well, it's and crazy. I, I don't know if that's necessarily a bad thing. Like, no, you pro- get Firestone Walker in Minnesota. I'm a happy man. Yeah, well, and I mean, even the the Heineken sale with uh, with Lagunitas, I don't necessarily know if it's that if that's a bad thing because Lagunitas was already acting as a big brewer. I mean, if you look at both of their both their facilities are massive. I mean, the Chicago right. one is insane, and they're already building a. Th- they were already building a third uh, facility. facility, East Coast, right? Uh, no, uh, farther south uh, in California, to ah. uh, distribute into Mexico. That's insane. Yep. Wow. Well, I think it just it, those breweries are the ones that attest to. You know, they they won a lot of these awards. Years. Uh, real interesting note. In 1995, Goose Island Brewing Company submitted a beer to GABF known as Bourbon County Brand Stout. It was disqualified after being entered into Russian Imperial Stout as being not to style and off flavors. Really? And let's just go and say that that is one of my top 10 favorite beers of all time, and I seek it out annually. And it's now a, if you open that beer in a room, everyone wants a snort of it. Oh, yeah. It's incredible stuff. Well, the best part is is it's it's a barrel-aged stout that's easy to find and get your hands on. 
Mm, that's arguable, but yes, yes, for the most part, it's nationally distributed. It's easier to get your hands on than, say, a toppling Goliath stout. Which is nearly impossible unless you have a wallet the size of Texas. Or you're just lucky. But yeah, lucky. agreed. Agreed. But yeah, so I thought that was really interesting that a beer that I find now would probably fit into the wood or strong ale-aged beer, mm-hmm. um, I think would should take gold every year, just based on its scale and production. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, oh, so the, the one thing that I saw that I kind of agreed with is I like how GABF rates beer um, or rates breweries as a whole. So they went and did small brewer, if you will. I'm trying to find the link. Yeah. Um, breweries and beers. Nope. Tickets. How much is a ticket to GABF? I want to say it's extensively expensive. I don't know, though. Member yeah. pre-sale. Oop. Here, let's look at general public sale. Yeah, and I know you get a discount if you're a uh, member of um, Yeah. Group. Or the Homebrew Association. Hmm. Tickets, purchase tickets. Yeah, I'm on the I'm on the website on the Ticketmaster thing. Not seeing it. Seems expensive. Yeah, it's probably not cheap, uh, considering it's a but yeah. Four so day one of the breweries that won an award for medium size. Right. Yeah, one of the breweries that won an award that I found very very interesting. And my Mac is not wanting to pull it up. Oh, okay, great. Here we are. Mid-Size Brewing Company and Mid-Size Brewing Company Brewer of the Year. Firestone Walker Brewing Company. Rip Current Brewing Company, who I know a guy on YouTube who brews there. Um, Large Brew Pub and Large Brew Pub Brewer of the Year went to Titletown Brewing Company in Green Bay, Wisconsin. I don't think I've been there. Oh, you need to go. It's wonderful. Really? They have Green 19 Simcoe IPA. Ooh. It's muy bien. Uh, mid-sized brew pub, mid-sized brew pub of the year. Taps Fish and House and Brewery out in California as well. They make uh, a Pappy Van Winkle aged uh, Imperial Stout that's pretty good. Port City Brewery in Virginia, who I've never had. Small Brewing Company of the year. And guess who gets Large Brewing Company and Large Brewing Company of the year? Lagunitas? No. Try again. And they're actually based out of Los Angeles, California, according to this website. I have no idea. Pabst Brewing Company. Really? Yeah. But that's part of a conglomerate. Exactly. Exactly, sir. That is kind of what I'm trying to get with this whole episode is the the whole foundation is fucked. (laughs) Yeah. So you're promoting all these big brewers and you're promoting the little guys who have a lot of money who are distributed elsewhere and then you're recognizing all these breweries we've never even heard of it's just it it seems like it's a a really confused festival it is well and that's why i really like small local festivals um there's there's a festival out in california that i really want to go to someday um it's getting bigger and bigger but it's only been going it hasn't been going on that long i want to say like eight years maybe but there's Mm -hmm. a double ipa festival out there Oh. It's California breweries only, and they all submit their best double IPA. Is it Modern Times who hosts hosts it, and it's called Dankfest? That could be it. Yeah, they do one where it's all double IPAs and IPAs, and yeah. I would love to go as well. I I mean, I feel like you'd get completely messed up, 
and your palate would be wrecked within 10 minutes. Yep. But it'd be a blast because yep. those guys know how to make some damn IPAs out there. <laughs> I, I like the West Coast style. Do you? I, I do. see. I, so it's really funny. Um, a year or two years ago, yeah, I'd agree with you completely. I was a big enjoy by Big Stone Ruin 10. Big Stone in general. Hoppier, the better. Lupulin Threshold. If it was higher and hoppier, I liked it. Now, I'm all on that New England hop movement. Yeah. Uh, call me hipster, call me whatever you want. But, like, I'm into the soft bitterness, the big, juicy, tropical explosion of hops. Um, balanced beer. Creamy mouthfeel. Low ABV. Or lower ABV. Than yeah, no, I don't get me wrong. I am the biggest proponent of low ABV. But sometimes I just need breweries. a hot bomb. Well, agreed. Time and a place. Yep. But, uh, yeah, I, uh, man, I tell you what, I have really, my palate has really changed. Same with stouts. I used to love the big raw, earthy, roasty stouts. And now it's like this sweet thing. I have this sweet. You have a sweet tooth for stouts? Yep. And you're going to love our uh, barrel-aged. What, that, that's almost done, right? Yeah, uh, coffee's coming out tonight and Oop. going on force carb. Do we even want to touch base on that at all? Um, I think that I think that's a good uh, base touch, and then uh, when we bottle on Sunday, we can actually do a you know a bit of a tasting and get some actual notes on it. Because I mean, I can we can say what I mean. We've we've kind of kept people up to date, but sure. I well, I added eight ounces of here. coffee. So that night that night of your uh, well, you use the coffee I brought, right? Yep. The, I think I brought you. I don't even remember what I brought you. Uh, I have the I have what's left of it upstairs yet. So. Okay, feel free to drink it. Uh, yeah. So we'll touch base on that this weekend. Though. Yeah, because I mean, we we that was the night of the of the kegger. Yep. Is when and I remember tasting it, and my mind was kind of blown. It was so good. Yep. Just so pretty impressed. All right. Um, so good. All right. Let's touch on uh like judge like we've we've kind of like flirted with the with uh you know things not being too style and stuff like that and getting disqualified but when you're talking about this many like this many beers and these like and just the wide array of different types of beers there are i mean how would you suggest what's what's a better way of doing it than by style i don't think there is that's just it i don't think there truly is because you have to have metrics to go off of Mm -hmm. you have to have a foundational um judging scale if you will or rubric and i think that this probably does that really really well for what's entered and you know there's so much batch variation that whatever's brought to the festival may not fully reflect on how great a previous batch was but um i yeah as much as i hate hate it and i've never been and i'm sure it's freaking fun but it's just there you look at the beer advocate top 250 and you look at this list for the medal winners, very few even cross-reference. Yeah. So that's that's my inherent issue is, yeah, it may be the best brew to style, but it might not be the best beer. Well, and I think that... Uh, so I don't know. It's I, I just don't know if there is a, a great way other than how they're doing it. Yeah, and I don't like... So I don't know. I've, that's I've kind flirted of hard, with the really idea hard question of, to answer. Yeah. I've, I've flirted with the idea of going to GABF and stuff, but 50,000 people just seems like too many. And I think I froze on you again. Did you hear me? Yes. Did you hear me? 
No, I didn't hear your last part. Okay. Basically, I said I've I've flirted with the idea of going to GBF in the GABF in the past, but fifty thousand people just seems like too many. Yes. Um, I like my beer festivals smaller, intimate. Uh, like the Casanova Beer Fest might be my favorite beer festival of all time. Yeah, uh, agreed. If you're a big sour fan, where the wild beers are is this Saturday. Oh in yeah, Minneapolis, and it's all like crazy sour and wild ale. That sounds awesome. Um, it's my nine-year anniversary. Otherwise, I would be there. <laughs> I went to. But the... I did get clearance to go to Darkness Day this year. Hey, I saw that. You're. I am you're... really excited. Your wife is far too nice to you. I know. I agree. I guess your future wife. Yep, that is coming up in eighteen days from today. That's what's going on that weekend. Okay, uh-huh. I, I had like a weekend in October, and I'm like, I know there's something going on this weekend, but I can't remember what it is, and I didn't have my phone to check it. But yeah, um, so anyway, I I don't know if there's a there's a better way of judging the beers and even like the beer rating culture in general. I mean, we're all guilty of it. We talk about Beer Advocate every week on the show and I use Untapped all the time. Yep. I have a YouTube channel which in which I rate beer and based on what I think of it. Yeah, um, and I mean, we, like, on the show and stuff, we don't really go off of styles. We go by our personal palettes. Do you love it or do you hate it? Yeah, that, and that's that's what I think a lot of beer rating stuff is, uh, especially, like, when you get to Beer Advocate and stuff like that. Uh, when you're going uh, to festivals and stuff, they're using the guidelines, but just across the board, everything's fairly inconsistent. Yeah. And so ratings are fairly meaningless unless you, like, you know what somebody's palate is like and you can kind of trust, you know, what, what they think, which is which I like doing on the show because we have widely different uh different palettes on the show uh matt is a lager drinker he likes you know the lighter uh easy drinking beers carlos is west coast ipa all the goddamn way (laughs) you you like everything and i i'm like give me give me just something something cold cold beer (laughs) pretty you gotta get to the new uh surly brewery again they have a rotating dry hopped lager really yep and I don't know how I feel about dry hop lagers. Well, do you like Surly Hell? Yeah, Hell's pretty good. They dry hop Hell. I you know, well, they probably dry hop goddamn everything. I wasn't a fan of their uh, Oktoberfest or their Surly Fest. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I can see why you're not. I happen to like it quite a bit, but it's because it's not an Oktoberfest, which is what's so great about it. Yeah, well, it's it came out with all the Oktoberfests, and so it should be a Meritzen, like everything else, because I need more Meritzen. Dry hopped rye lager. Okay. But, again, if you're basing it on style like Beer Advocate, it's mm-hmm. terrible. Yeah, no, I well, and that, that was what it was. It just did not, it did not jive. Yes, that's true. Staghorn versus Surly Fest. Oh, man, Staghorn. I am transferring that into a five-gallon keg, hopefully, tonight. You still have that. Yes. That's awesome. (laughs) I still have so much goddamn Staghorn. I will help you. All right, good. Uh, Well, it's getting to the point where I'm just going to save five gallons of it and get rid of the rest. Because I'm just, I'm done. I'm Staghorned out. Well, we had, uh, the problem with Staghorn is it's a sneaky beer. Oh, yeah, it's what, six and a half? Six and a half percent, and it goes down like it's three. Yeah. I remember being quite buzzed that night and having to stop. 
Yeah, I so, well, we we nope. had a oh. before we went out to Madeline Island. Uh, I had a couple of guys over, and we just started drinking pitchers of staghorn. Next oh. thing we know, we're like, "Oh no, what has happened?" Yeah, exactly. So, all right. Well, I think where so where did we land on GABF and other large festivals? I think they're doing it as best they can. I think you and I particularly inherently disagree with the idea of just doing everything by style in a rubric. Um, I mean, I think beers deserve to win awards, but I don't think the best IPA. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think uh, the big thing is it's. Oh, you still there? Yeah, I, there's a lot of music. Oh, I'm sorry. This should be. Here, we'll turn that down for you. Casey really has Jameson in his coffee cup. I don't know what you're talking about. But yeah, I think we just we agree to that. It's just the smaller, more intimate festivals that capitalize on a brewery's best efforts based on the beer they went all out with versus the beer that they brewed to style it is a better thing. Yeah. So for sure. All right. Well, uh, that brings us to the end of our show for today. Uh, thanks for tuning in, and I'm sorry we didn't have a show for you last week. Um, but if you'd like to support us, head on over to patreon.com slash blindnewsstudios. Uh, or uh, if you're going to do any shopping on Amazon, head on over to blindnewsstudios.com. Click on the Amazon link at the bottom of our homepage. Do your Amazon shopping as normal, and we get a bit of a kickback from Amazon. Uh, or if you want to become 30% cooler, head on over to store.blindnewsstudios.com and buy a T-shirt. They're awesome, they're comfortable, and... <laughs> You get that much coolness out of a single T-shirt, it's a hell of a bargain. All right, uh, if you have any questions, comments, show ideas, or what have you, go ahead and shoot us an email at feedback at blindnewsstudios.com. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash blindnewsstudios, or you can find us on Twitter at blind underscore ninja. And I'll see you guys next week. Cheers.